What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Yes Ma'am. I know it's been a hot minute since I've talked to you guys. I'm here to catch you up what my life has been the last few months. So I took a mini vacation to Cabo for my birthday and also to celebrate the passing of inspections of my spa. The resort we went to is called Pueblo Bonito Pacifica Golf and Spa Resort long ass name but it was an amazing smaller resort way more chill than what Cabo is known for and much needed it was the first time in months that I was able to disconnect from work nine months to be exact we got drunk went to the swim bar at the pool took pictures had an amazing dinner I went with two friends and all three of my sisters um, which brings me to what happened what happened to me and I didn't even realize in the moment that it that that happened you know so we get dressed up I'm having a good time at the bar we're at which it's about to come to a close so I run up to the bar to get one last drink and there's a couple next to me that strikes up conversation and especially if you know me when I'm drunk or happy you know I talk to the whole fucking world and I'm friends with everyone but anyway they look to be around mid-40s to early 50s. Nothing weird happened in conversation. They asked what I did for a living, where am I from, and vice versa. My sister and two friends are now heading out the bar at this point, so I tell them I'm leaving and I walk out. We were at a sister resort a little up the street from our own, so we stood outside waiting for our shuttle to take us back. And just as I'm about to get on the shuttle, the couple stops me and invites me back to their room to continue drinking. <laughs> I didn't see it then because I was drunk at this point, but all I said was like, oh, well, what about my sister and friends? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that they can come too. (laughs) Y'all, y'all know what this couple wanted? They was some nasties, okay? I didn't go, of course, and it wasn't until the next morning my other sister was like, oh, I heard, and I was like confused. I'm like, I heard what? And she's like, I heard someone invited you back to their room. And I was like, no guy tried sleeping with me? No. (laughs) And then then it all clicked. It was funny afterwards, but I was like, damn. Like, they really tried it. Like, okay, I see y'all. Y'all, y'all little nasties. But anyways, it was a great girls trip overall. I could have used one more day. Just one more day to do nothing would have been amazing. Anyway... So right when I got back, I hit the ground running straight to work. And this past weekend, it was it was rough. Um, I think I caught some sort of stomach bug. I felt like shit all weekend, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, TMI, I know. I also had a migraine and allergies were fucking terrible. Like, tell me why I woke up like Kris Jenner Sunday morning with a swollen top lip. It looked like I had gotten my filler touched up with like two syringes. It was not cute. And it sucks because I had originally planned to go to a concert on Saturday night, but I was exhausted. Like, I could not get my body to physically snap out of it and go. Mind you, I also had, like, a really long work day. I had gotten up. I had been up since, like, 5 and just, like, running on caffeine. So, I wasn't helping myself. Um, and I was re- I was really looking forward to it as I, it would have been my chance to hang out with one of my oldest friends who now lives in Colorado. And you guys know how hard it is to make time to hang out with friends nowadays. It's like, oh, are you free next year, March 5th at 4 p.m.? 
like, oh, no, no, sorry, I have a hair appointment. What about five? Oh, no, I can't. I have to take little Johnny to practice. You know, like, it's so fucking hard, like, adulting, making time for things that you used to have time for. I will say, I have always and always will be a low-maintenance friend. We are all busy. We all go different paths and start relating more to the people going in our same direction, which then there's distance. Some people get offended and take it personal when these things happen. I don't really understand why. Maybe because I am the friend who has strayed off of it. But why wouldn't I want to share my time or converse more with people who are like-minded? People who encourage, motivate, and bring out my best qualities. If the friendship is not benefiting the both of you, why be friends? To me, that's that's toxic loyalty. You're only friends with them because you have old childhood memories and intimate memories with the person from an innocent age. But yet that person lies to you or keep asking for advice and not taking it, doing drugs or trying to peer pressure you into doing things you don't want to do. Makes no sense. I had a best friend who I drifted from. Um, she molded me to partly who I am today, aka any ratchetness you find in me is because of her. <laughs> but in all seriousness, the impact she made on me and my life, I will always be grateful for. We had always been friends since like elementary. Uh, we didn't become close until like middle school. We originally started off at different high schools as I went to the academy and she went to Nimitz. We stayed at each other's houses all the time, sneaking out, drinking alcohol. I actually think my first alcoholic beverage was with her drinking Crown and Coke. And we were like fucking 14, 15 years old. <laughs> I'd go over her house and her mom would make us like home-cooked meals all the fucking time. Her homie tortillas. Oh my God. The best. And the same energy was at my house. My mom saw her as one of her own. She did anything to help her in the kitchen, which my mom appreciated. We both did anything we could to help one another. Anything to make one's life easier. My junior year, I transferred to Nimitz, which was my homeschool, for reasons not relevant to the story. But our junior year, she got sick. And it seemed like it happened overnight. It was like one day we went from wearing baggy wearing baggy clothes, wrapping little Wayne in her bedroom to overnight stays at children's hospital. She had kidney failure. Both of her kidneys had failed and were non functioning. She was on dialysis for about a year before getting a kidney transplant, which then later failed after receiving. She went back on dialysis for a few more years. And if you've ever had the need or know a family member who has had to be on dialysis, you know it's not fun. Three to four hours of a machine cleaning your blood for you. There were times I'd go just to keep her company. She always insisted to go alone, that it was boring. But we were not those kinds of friends. I was going to be there for her, whatever she needed, whatever I could do to make her life easier. Things were really hard for her. Harder than what she showed, for sure. So she turned to God and the Christian church, and that's what saved her.
It seemed the closer that she got to that church, the further she got from me. Not to say that I didn't support her or that I don't believe in God. I'm one of the most spiritual people. But I don't believe I have to go to church three times a week for Jesus to love me, forgive me, or to bless me. She now has a functioning kidney and two healthy children, from what I know. She's healthy. I hope she's healthy. And I'm so happy for her if she's happy. All I ever wanted was for her to have some peace and happiness. And if I'm not included in that equation, if I don't benefit her life the way she needs, then I'm perfectly fine with that. I won't say it doesn't hurt. I've had to mourn that friendship and it, I'm obviously still, like, mourning. But the version of her that I know and love is still in my heart. She just went a different path. And that's okay. There's no animosity. There's no hate. There will always be just love. Isn't it strange mourning people who haven't died? I had an aunt die a few weeks ago. I wasn't close to her or have intimate moments with her. Every summer when I was like 13 through 16, my sisters and I would stay at her house in Mexico instead of my grandma's, which is like weird, you know, like you typically stay at your grandma's house. But no, we stayed at my aunt's. She was the kind of lady who would make us breakfast and ask if we wanted a Coke. She was the kind of lady who would give us a shirt off her back if you needed one, no matter who you were. I loved her. She was one of the few family members I felt like cared after me. But she did that for everyone. She was one of the purest people to walk this earth. But the pain I feel is for my dad, my sister, my mom. The people who were closer to her because they lost someone super dear and close to them. Someone they had intimate conversations with. Someone who brought them joy and laughter. That's not the type of relationship I had with her, unfortunately. Isn't that strange that I felt more pain and mourned a loss of someone who, one, I'm not related to, and two, is still alive? I feel like I've always had a strange relationship with my extended family. Friends I've grown up with have had more impact than I have. I don't mean to sound cold or ungrateful, as I'm sure there are things I, as a child I don't even remember or know what they've participated in. I see myself and who I am with my, uh, to my seven nieces and nephews. I have inserted myself in their lives to make myself important, spending time with them, taking them out for their birthday, showing them love, hugging them when I see them, letting them know that I've been busy, but I miss them. I'm creating a relationship with them that is letting them know that they can call me whenever they need something. And that's what I want with them. They are the reason I love kids. They are also the reason why I don't think I want any. (laughs) Anyway, my whole point with that, it's okay to outgrow or don't get close to people. No major fallout has to happen to separate yourself from someone who isn't benefiting you. And just because you're related to someone doesn't immediately, like, initiate a close relationship. Some people may view things different, by all means. Some people think family is all you got. Family is everything, which I believe to an extent, because I also believe family is something you can create. 
because we share the same blood doesn't necessarily make you my family. It's funny, when I was in Cabo, um, we met, or should I say reunited, with some extended family on my mom's side. They're originally from Texas, but moved to Utah. So they have lived in Utah my whole life. I don't, I don't know them like that. The last encounter I had with them was maybe when I was like five or six. Um, it was weird, a little weird, not going to lie. Um, I used to be so close to my mom's cousin. Like, I loved him. I, I really, really did. He was a super goofy but loving teenager. But I think I only remember it because of all of the home videos we have with him. The, the love I, ha- I see myself have for him in those videos and the love he had for me. And, and thinking about those videos still make me laugh. I, I didn't see it before, but after meeting him that day, it made me realize like he was a really great influence on the type of man that I'm drawn to. As someone who is willing to do whatever it takes to make me laugh in a drop of a hat, knowing it'll bring me joy. Like my dad is also like that. I always just thought it was my dad's influence that made me want that in a partner. But maybe it, w- it was him too, you know? And maybe too, that's a reason why I feel the way I do about family. If people want to make the effort, they will. I guess that's just like the hard part with generational curses, communication, guilt, shame, expressing yourself in a healthy way to which it may hurt your feelings, but it won't break the relationship. Being able to communicate when it's uncomfortable. Like how else is someone supposed to grow? Growing is about being uncomfortable. And I've said this many times. And I've been uncomfortable for about nine months now with my spa and all. Which brings me to tell you the life-changing meeting I had last week. Let me tell you, I am a person not easily intimidated. I was nervous as shit, shaking, couldn't sit still. And I know the saying, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. You would have thought I was intending to meet Einstein or some shit because I knew they were so much more knowledgeable as far as business goes. If you don't know, my spa is located in a newly built commercial building in Las Colinas, a.k.a. North Irving. So it's a nice area. My landlord, who is an impeccably smart man, wears many hats as myself. He set up a meeting with the CEOs of a new business that is moving into the suite next door to me. The business is a wellness company. So they do preventative health, CT scans, blood work, all that shit. And they wanted to meet me. They wanted to ask if they could advertise themselves along with my business as partners in the services we both offer. They want to work together and want me to attend marketing events with them. They have like multiple partners, businesses, like bitches, y'all know what this means? These people are up there. They are successful. They know people. This is a networking. This is a huge step in my career that could push me so far by meeting the right people, people who care about wellness and maintaining themselves, that is business for life for me. I could literally be like a millionaire with the way their marketing plans are projecting by end of next year. And I'm so fucking excited. I've been so stressed out about money and the business. And so this meeting really helped me see light at the end of the tunnel. It's still a roller coaster, don't get me wrong. Being a self-made millionaire won't and hasn't been easy. 
It took us so long to get the spell running. And one of the things that dragged out for quite some time was getting all of our inspections approved by the city and fire department. It took us about four weeks to get everything approved for grueling weeks. Mind you, it had taken us eight months to have it like 99% done. And all that's left really are some decorative details. I had five employees on standby for four months with no work for me. We needed our final approval to get in there and finally work. You guys have no idea the relief that hit me once the inspector personally told me we passed. I cried. <laughs> I sat in my relief and exhaustion for at least like five minutes. I could breathe. It finally felt like I crossed the finish line after eight, almost nine grueling months. I never took a break. And I don't know why the smallest gesture from a friend felt like the world's recognition of this milestone. I was ecstatic, of course. And just as I was about to go home, a friend surprised me with a bottle of champagne to celebrate. It felt like it was the first time I was celebrated in a long time. Which is sad, right? Online, when posting, I had gotten my place. So many congratulations came my way. So many comments. But no one truly celebrated with me. I always felt like I needed to overcompensate for someone to celebrate me. I've always had to create a celebration for myself. But I'm too exhausted to create it myself. So it was a really nice gesture that I'll never forget. Small but huge to me. I guess with acts of service being my love language, I can see now why it meant so much. Words don't mean much to me. Actions do, but I'll never forget what a client told me and has stayed with me. I was working where I originally started before the spa was approved in my mom's uh, house in the back uh, doing a facial. And I've never been flattered in the way that I was that day. She went on raving about me that I'm such an inspiration and motivation for so many women that I ha my authentic progress is admirable and recognized. My authentic progress. I hadn't heard that one before. Like, yeah, it's authentic as fuck. Like I started in my mom's kitchen and now I'm building an empire. It was nice to hear my progress and success described in those words because there is so much meaning behind it. I have to remember that every time I feel like I'm failing. And you should too. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be on top of me if you'd like me to be more consistent with these episodes and create more. I'm literally here to please, aka the yes ma'am. And side note, I, it's been a while since I made some book recommendations on here, so I'll tell you a few with their rating. I also have a book highlight on my Instagram, at Toya, T-O-I-Y-A-A. My most recent book is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, 10 out of 10. Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover, 10 out of 10 again. Ugly Love, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Verity, 12 out of 10 by Colleen Hoover as well. Verity was a fucking mind-blowing book. Just I'm going to just leave it at that. It ends with us, 12 out of 10. I changed my rating. I have a different rating on my highlight because she's coming out with a part two. It starts with us, and I'm sure that will make up for my rating on there because I put 9 out of 10 on my highlight. Um, but that one comes out October 18th, um, and I'm really excited for that one. But again, thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you in my next episode.